With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from Austin, Texas, here with my co-host, Dakota. Who do we got today, Dakota? Oh, my boy. This is this is a heater right here. We got the big leagues joining Chairgate tonight, and it's my boy, Harris Lou, the Stuart Haas guy himself, photographer on Pit Road. Harris, introduce yourself. I'm Harris Lou, uh, owner of Lou Creative and uh, graphic designer, photographer, uh, Photoshop guru, jack of all trades at, uh, at Stuart Haas Racing. Sometimes they let me hold a camera for video, but uh, I mostly handle the graphics and social media stuff you see come out of Stuart Haas. Hey, let's get it, boys. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. What's up? It's Chair Gating coming at you live. Hello, come right in. Yeah, Harris, I don't know if you uh, really were familiar with us, but that's how we roll. Man, I've seen the intro before. It gets me pumped every time. <laughs> yeah, you like that? You're, uh, yeah. You know, this is right here. I'm not a guru, but uh, I do have uh, the, uh, what is that, Adobe creator or whatever the video one what's yeah, the yeah. Uh, premiere or spark premiere. Uh, spark post whatever i got yeah. i got adobe premiere and nice. i am self-taught from Thank youtube you. so that's so, that's the product of that legend amateur the explosion was the icing on the cake you can't go wrong with a good explosion exactly i was like i need i need it's always sunny and i need an yeah. explosion other than that, i don't care so i agree Cool to be here live with you guys. I guess this is the uh, the first uh, live podcast I've ever done. So, uh, yeah, we like to keep it spicy. You know, friends yeah, and other colleagues jump in and usually talk to our guests and stuff, but we keep it limited. For sure. Yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to censor myself things. live here, so that's going to be a new hurdle. No, me. this is totally uncensored <laughs> unless you have work, you know, obligations. We uh, keep it real here at Chairgating. Uh, you yeah. know, I gotta keep it. Gotta keep it as professional as possible. You know. I yeah. told. I told my boss. Is enough. I told my boss about the podcast, uh, which was a mistake. And then next thing I know, the CEO of the company 
came up to my desk and starts asking me about the podcast because he's like been watching NASCAR and I'm like, Oh God, don't. <laughs> don't so, so Mark, if you are watching, I'm sorry, <laughs> turn it off now. Uh, I love you, but yeah, sorry, man. Uh, yeah. So we're super happy to have you here. I've been following your Instagram account forever. I'm going to be honest. And we kind of met in passing at Darlington, but I wasn't really sure. And then when we walked away, Dakota was like, dude, that was Harrison. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I've been following you forever. Well, it was definitely great to, to see you guys. I mean, me and Dakota have been trying to link up for yeah, like, I've been been like a year or two just uh, being at the track and passing. And never each other. I felt like a little fanboy for a moment because I was like, is this the, is this the day? Is this the race we're finally going to do this? And you're like, literally the time I went to Charlotte, you're like, oh, I'm not going. I was like, you live here. What the hell? <laughs> Look, man, I, well, that, that must have been that was the NASCAR days. So, like, you know, we yeah. got to the point where I was going to the Xfinity races and then skipping out on the cup race just to try to miss traffic because Charlotte traffic is bad enough. But when they when you throw in uh, Charlotte race day traffic, that's a whole new animal. They, I remember following you forever and like, oh, man, this guy has some sick stuff. Dude, his Mustangs are sweet. Yeah. And you're always posting up. And then you were like, hey, guys, I kind of work for Stuart Haas. And it was like, dude, like. <laughs> I felt like you were one of the boys and you made it. Like you, yeah. you climbed the rope and it was like, that's my dude. Well, I appreciate it, man. The, the new job has been a, a godsend, dude. It's been awesome. Um, it's great working for a team, man. Like uh, I worked for, for big NASCAR and I worked up uptown at the corporate building. And, you know, you, you, you feel it's really cool to have at NASCAR at the end of your email address, you know, right. <laughs> and, uh, I was getting to touch all kinds of stuff. I was getting to work with the licensing department. I was getting to work on schedule releases and, you know, the things like the playoff branding, like what color stuff goes on the cars for which playoff cars. And such a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but I didn't really get to, to feel that connection to the cars. Like I had when I was working on my buddy's late model team, or like when I was coming up in the sport short track racing, but being at Stuart Haas, like I'm, you know, 10 feet from the door to the teardown shop. So if I get, you know, if I get some eye fatigue from staring at graphics or I get tired of sitting in my seat, I can go take a break and walk through the teardown shop and, you know, say hey to the pit crew guys or walk across and go look at, you know, the guys putting the cars together. And I get to feel like, you know, I'm part of the team. And and when you when you're on pit road, you're shooting photos with with the 14, the 14, the, the 41, the 10. And you get to know the guys and you're all up in their face with the camera. So you know, they get to know your name, you get to know theirs. And and it's a cool little camaraderie that I, I feel like I didn't have working for big NASCAR. Uh, you know, you walk you walk through as a, as a big NASCAR employee and, you know, the folks giving out the trophies, you know, the folks, you know, helping line things up on pit road. But to be a part of the team and to, to know, like, you know, Cheddar and Rodney and, you know, uh, Klaus Meyer and all the, you know, crew chiefs and stuff, they know who you are. And when they see your camera, they like, you know, they, they, they get a little cool, you know, they pose <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's really cool to just have that kind of like, you know, you're flying on the team plane at the end of the night too. So you get to rub elbows with all the folks that, that make the cars run on Sunday. And, and Dude, on that's Saturday. insane. That's like, so, it's like a dream job. It I know, is. I know for NASCAR fans, it's a dream job. Like that's, <laughs> you know, we all would love to work for NASCAR because, that's what we love to do. So it'd be great to, you know, make a living with what you love. Do you think NASCAR and maybe even more in particular, since you're on a team now, do you think that they try to employ NASCAR fans? Do you think that's something that they like to hear when you're like interviewing? I, uh, I, I don't want to speak too much on that topic. I will say I was one of the few um, <laughs> and the few of us that, that were true NASCAR fans kind of banded together and, and we had a lot of fun and I'm still really good friends with, with most of those folks that, you know, you could tell we're there for, for genuine reasons. And, 
those are the people that I feel are keeping it alive. They're keeping the ties back. They're reminding the, the new people of, you know, where, where it came from and, and where it should be going. And, um, you know, there's there's quite a few folks in there in influential roles that are NASCAR fans. And and I have a good uh, good trust that they're there guiding the ship in the right direction. Um, and, you know, at Stuart Haas, we're the same way. I, I feel like we're just a group of racers. You know, we're all we're all, you know, guys and girls that started out racing in late model or started out racing go-karts or, you know, and we're all just looking around when we come to work and we're like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> we, we made it to the cup series. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of atmosphere that's uh, super conducive to like the, the gung-ho, you know, desire to be there and, and the environment that is at Stuart Haas. Cause you know, most of us started in racing. I walked through the parking lot today and I saw there's a guy with like a, a hot rod Buick and then one guy that owns a DeLorean and like there's just there's real like car people and you, there's something new in the parking lot every day like yesterday there was a 70s uh, car hauler you know the wow. kind with the tire rack behind the bed so and, and the like you know so it's it's a group of real racers and uh, I, I feel like that's uh, it's a great place to be and I feel like I, I landed in a great spot dude when you when you first like I guess maybe your first day or first week there and you put I assume you pulled up in the Mustang did you pull up and people are like, yo, who's that guy? Or like, who's that kid in the must? Like, that thing's badass. Or like, hey, what's this kid doing in here? Hey, what's this <laughs> redneck doing here? Get him out of here. <laughs> I have I have three cars. I've got my my two Mustangs and I got my Mercury Grand Marquis. So for the first couple of weeks, they were like, All right, how many cars do you have? Like I was, I was showing How much are we paying one, you like, again, Harry? Yes, geez, look at this kid. <laughs> well, I mean, they all know that they're not expensive cars. Like they're they're the newest one I got is a 2003, and it's got 180 thousand miles on it. Hey. So they're they're not uh, they're not new cars. I just have multiple, but but yeah, they they couldn't quite figure out whose cars were whose, and they all three of them were mine. So, uh, but luckily we had that uh, the National Mustang Day paint scheme um, for on the 14 through Ford Performance, and oh uh, yeah. We, we got to corral, like we sent out a, a, an SHR all email to anybody at the company that had Mustangs. And like we all parked them in the back with the car and shot. And, that's cool. And that's kind of like everybody was like, oh, because I, I took one car there the night before and left it. And then I brought the other car the next <laughs> So I had both my cars and had to like walk back and forth to drive them. And they're like, oh, so those are both yours. It's like, yeah, <laughs> those are both mine. So. Um, and then especially last week after Mustang week, like they got to watch Mustang week through my Instagram stories and my tweets and my Facebook posts. So, uh, they know I'm outside of work. I'm Mr. Mustang. So, <laughs> uh, it's been pretty cool. And heck the, the fact that I get to, to work around Ford Mustangs all day and work with Ford performance and, you know, have Ford performance racing school on the 14 car. I actually got to go do the racing school, like my third month at the job. And, uh, me and my coworker Ross got to kind of race against each other a little bit in these these new mustangs it's it's been a lot of fun and and like like i said i really couldn't have found a better place to land when it came to, to changing jobs in the industry so sick man as like as you were coming up like dude oh my gosh like i got my own kind of brand going or I'm, I'm doing this with Stuart haas and more people go to recognize you was it you know i assume probably you know some other people in the media drivers maybe like they start following you or something and you're like oh my god Oh my God, he's following me. Oh my God, like, holy crap. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, man. But like, I, I still feel like that kid that was drawing cars with crayons in kindergarten. Oh, you know, I, like I try to, I try to come from that atmosphere and, you know, growing up around, you know, my best friend in elementary school, all through high school was a, was a, a race car driver. 
Um, he was, you know, he, he got it. He won a couple of karting championships when we were in like fifth and sixth grade. And, and then he jumped into a late model when we were 14 and, um, I couldn't afford to race, but I knew how to make race cars look good. So I kind of hopped on, on his team and, uh, learned the ropes. And, um, for my senior college project, I, I used his new late model that they built as my canvas for my senior design project. So, um, I don't know if I'm the, the first person to put a race car in an art gallery, but I'm probably one of the only ones. <laughs> so I know, uh, you know, Andy Warhol did the art cars for BMW back in the day, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so we, we raced all the way up to K and N like I actually have the door from his K and N car cause, uh, Kyle Larson took us out on the final lap in the first turn at uh, Langley and Corey LaJoy won that race. Um, so, you know, we were racing against Bubba and, and Blaney and Chase. We, we actually tried to borrow a Hans device from Chase Elliott that day because my buddy's Hans had been out of SFI approval. Um, so like I, I'd kind of been around these guys before. Um, and then working through NASCAR, you know, I would handle the media day every year at the beginning of the year with, with my old boss and Getty. So, you know, you're kind of, you realize that, you know, they're regular dudes just like you and they're, they're here to do a job and their job just happens to be a little bit cooler than yours. Um, but <laughs> it, it's all the, you know, they're all normal people. And, and, you know, I've got, uh, been good friends with, with Tyler Reddick for quite a while, you know, back when he was a truck series driver, we became friends through, uh, the vehicles that we drive, which I won't mention because he's now driving another form of vehicle. Um, <laughs> but let's just say we had a vehicle in common that we became friends through. And uh, we a Chevy Camaro. Uh, dude, don't even put <laughs> me. I've seen his post, dude. That thing is freaking badass. Like, <laughs> so, I'm like, dude, that's what I like about him. And I kind of like about Alex Bowman is like they have their hobby outside and they're like freaking ripping. And like their, their custom cars are sick as hell. And it's like, imagine was, having unlimited, unlimited money to just build whatever you wanted. Well, that was one of the cool things when he got that new Camaro. Um, I did his logo design. So the TR and the Tyler Reddick. Oh, I did that back in 2017. And so uh, our mutual friend, Rob, who does a lot of tinting and vinyl wrapping in the area, um, vinyl, was tinting his car. And Tyler was like, you can wrap it, do whatever you want to. Um, and Rob was like, OK. And he got the logo for me. And that was, you know, when he was doing the red and gold, we did that uh, old Milwaukee car. Um, so like we went off the red and gold old Milwaukee, uh, old Milwaukee. Yeah. That's yeah. Sick. We did the TR yeah. with the red and gold down the side of the, the Camaro. And like, we surprised him with a little graphics package. So that thing, he made it out to cars and coffee like two months ago and it went viral. Like everybody shared it everywhere. So I think that's one of the first times he's really brought that car out to the public since he built it. I will say, I mentioned this on the last episode when we were at Darlington, we were stopping and talking to a lot of drivers and I specifically mentioned how cool Tyler Reddick was. And I was like, I don't know what I was expecting, but he was just like very chill and like cool. And I was like, damn, I actually really like Tyler Reddick now. He is, he is one of the most genuine people that you'll ever meet. His family is too, his mom and dad, his sister. They're all great people. Um, you know, the kind of give you the shirt off their back kind of people. If, if Tyler was my size, I'd probably take it, but I don't know if <laughs> I'd fit in his shirt. But, uh, but they're just, you know, what you see is what you get. You know, there's, I saw him show up. He was at Darlington with that Huck gear hat. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what and, we were talking to him about. Yeah, yeah. And they let him wear it with this fire suit. The, the yeah. Intros, and I'm yeah, like, this, is, this is the most you you've ever looked like in a yeah. fire suit. Like, I literally was like, hey, dude, there goes Tyler Reddick. I just seen him like go between two boxes. I was like, let's go talk to him. Like, screw it. And we were, I was like, hey, Tyler. And he was like, hey, man, what's up? And, like, he just stopped and shot the shit with us for, like, 10 minutes. Like, like I was just wanting, like, a, hey, man, what's up? And he sat there, and he's like, hey, y'all enjoying the weekend? What's up? What's y'all's names? Like, 
Like he was excited to meet us or something. And we were like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> well, I think, you know, that comes from, you know, where we kind of came from. We, uh, the, the week that I just got off from, uh, we, we kind of met through that and through friends in that, that uh, kind of community. So, you know, there's, you don't meet a stranger at that place. And uh, I feel like he's kind of taken that into his career and, you know, it's kind of how I operate, you know, I've, you know, if people want to come up and say hey to me or like I want to go say hey to, to people. And, you know, there's there's always been times like, you know, if, if I had not if Sam Bass, when I met him, had not been as friendly as, as he had been, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So I want to make sure that, that that's I'm, like a quote. Like, you need yeah, to <laughs> that's a sick quote. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm that way to, to, to everyone, because, you know, you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to touch, who you're going to influence. And, uh, you know, just just that five second conversation can last forever in somebody's mind. And, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw a NASCAR stock car. I went to a Roses in my hometown and there was a, you know, a Mark Martin show car. And, um, you know, I got to see it. We made it there late. My mom was actually super late. And uh, so we showed up right before they were putting it in the trailer. But uh, my mom worked for Roses Corporate at the time in the automotive and, and toy department. So she had kind of facilitated this show car showing up and we were late for it, but she got the guy to run around the parking lot so I could hear it before he finished. Oh, that's sick. That's I still sick. vividly remember that number six hockey stick car, you know, running around that parking lot. And I was hooked from that point. I was probably like two and a half, maybe three years old. Where are you and, from? Where's your hometown? You know, if, if, that, uh, if that show car driver hadn't been as cool as he was, who knows where I'd be, you know? So right. <laughs> taking that extra minute, taking that extra time to, to really connect with people and say, hey, I, I really try to do that, and I appreciate everybody else who does the same. Okay. What, what's your hometown? Where was that at? So I'm from Oxford, North Carolina. It's a little okay. blip on the radar right north of Durham. So if, uh, if you're ever traveling from Charlotte to Richmond, you'll drive through it. Um, if you're going up 85, you'll, you'll drive through it. We got a Walmart and uh, a cookout and like three exits. I love cookout. That's I'm good with that. I love yeah, cookout. So we, we got a cookout my junior year of high school. So that was like the spot to go after the football oh, game. Dude. Pack out the cookout. <laughs> yeah. Stay yeah. up until 3 a.m. or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's about all we got is a Walmart and a cookout. And, uh, you made it out. You made it out to the big, out. You're in the big leagues now, boy. Yeah. I went to I went to East Carolina University right out of oh, high school. Yeah, my dad played football there. Oh, really? What yep. year? Uh, psh, I I don't remember. He's old. He's old as hell. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he played football there back in the day. But there were uh, there were some good teams back in the in the nineties. He was on 80s. he was on a good team, but I mean, he was probably early eighties, real early eighties. Um, and yeah, he went there. Like all my cousins went there. Um. Like half my family went there because okay. uh, I was I was born in Goldsboro in North Oh, Carolina. nice. Yeah. So yeah, you, that's like really not that far from Oxford. <laughs> yeah. Damn North yeah. Carolina boys. So all my all my family's like still out there. I grew up here in Texas, but nice. Got nice. So hey, I gotta ask: Are you a are you an Eastern North Carolina barbecue or Eastern North Carolina? It's not. Don't even ask the other one. It's yeah. Eastern <laughs> North Carolina. That's you the only have, good barbecue. Vinegar sauce. It's the only thing that competes with the Texas brisket. I agree. I yeah, agree. I it's, really, it's the only other one. I my fraternity in Houston. I did a pig picking because nobody oh, here like man. knows what they do. Crawfish boils yeah, in Houston, yeah. and I was like, let's mix it up. And I did a pig picking, and everyone just lost their shit. They're like, this is Thank the coolest you, thing because nobody's ever done it here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that was not, that was a weird thing until I went to Texas, and they were like, you want to come over and do barbecue? And I'm like, hell right. yeah! And they're like, 
we're gonna smoke a brisket for nine hours. I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> so yep. I, I love brisket now. Brisket was delicious, but uh, having right. to. Having it's to different. convince them that barbecue was a different thing to me was was kind of hard. We, Texans Texans don't like to be uh, introduced to different types of things. No, it's Texans for nothing. We're very but. strict on our ways, and so if you are like, here, here's a type of barbecue, they're like, what? No, this isn't. This is no, pig. Barbecue. What are you talking about? But no, I lo- I love it back there. Got family back there. Um, so yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Big fan. Yeah, so for the folks watching off screen, we talked about kind of uh, a little bit of my past. And I spent a year out in Waco, Texas, working for late model restoration. So I had a, about a year and a couple of weeks of Texas under my belt. In uh, the worst part of life. Texas. For yes. the people yeah. not from Texas, uh, uh, he was in Waco. and It was so boring. You <laughs> might think it's cool because of that stupid home show. Um, it's terrible. It, yeah. That and I mean, Lubbock are the worst places. Go, go see the silos. Go to the Dr. Pepper Museum. Yep. <laughs> yeah, see- that's <laughs> the only thing. That's go the only the thing. Go see Waco Stadium and then get out. Like if you were, if you were driving between Austin and Dallas, uh, you can stop and get gas there and then keep yeah. going. And you can see the stadium from the highway, so you yep. don't even need to stop for that. Well, have you, you haven't been back since they built that new stadium, I don't think. Yeah, no, so that was the, the new stadium had been open for just two or three years when I got there, maybe. Maybe okay. two years. Okay, yeah, that so new stadium is huge. It's crazy. It is big. They, and I, I don't know, they had, they had built the uh, RG3 statue, which I don't know. If they <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. But they still had an RG three shrine in the in the airport. Like they had, they had it split down the middle. With one side was his Baylor jersey, and then they folded the other the the Redskins jersey and had it on the other side. So, excuse me, the football team jersey. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Washington. Well, we was, don't use bad language here. It, it was the other <laughs> name back then. So, um, but yeah, so yeah. They, which we don't still, speak of. They were still very much worshiping RG3 when I was there, so that was a while ago. I think they still do. It's Baylor. They don't have much else to worship. Um, <laughs> that and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was a, it was an interesting year, and then right after that, I got the job at NASCAR. And okay. I've, so I've what is NASCAR world ever since. What's your official title then? Like, because you, it sounds like you do everything. What's the official title? My official on the paycheck is uh, graphic design manager. Um, oh, okay. so, I'm what a boss. 
taken on a lot of photography roles. Um, like we do the studio shoots, like the, the subway stuff that you're all seeing come out oh. today and uh, did all of that. And, you know, I shot third camera to uh, my coworkers, Ross and Wes, who are amazing. Speaking of Baylor, uh, Wes just, you know, he was, his previous job was Baylor. So he worked at Baylor Athletics and Vanderbilt before then. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm third camera. Uh, they, they call me the shaky cam because my hands aren't that steady, even to be an artist. <laughs> but, but I get the I get the auxiliary footage that they might throw in a couple seconds. Up. Dude, I remember it was like what it was like a fox thing, or I don't know what the hell it was. It was like uh, Dixie vodka, uh, Custer, and Stewart on a dock sitting oh, there, yeah. and, and you were like going by with the camera, and I was like, there you go, look, he's on TV. He's like, I was like the Leonardo meme. I was like, look, look, look. Man, dude, speaking I, of, dude, that was the coolest thing. That was the first time I got to meet Tony. And dude, uh, everything, like, everything, hey, hey, boss. <laughs> everything that you could ever dream that Tony Stewart is, he is in real life. Wow, like, that's another quote. He carries the it's the most swagger I had, most natural swagger I have ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, dude, did and, you try to pick a fight with him? Oh no, I'm not that dumb. In the back of your head, I just I just want to know, like, is he is he actually gonna fight anybody? Look, look, I don't want the smoke. I don't want the yeah, yeah. smoke. I think he'll, mouth, I don't want the smoke. I think he'll fight anyone. I'm convinced. But, but I've man, seen like, enough videos of that guy. He is he is such a professional. Like he he just walked on set and never met me before and treated me like he know me his whole life. You know, like damn, that's cool. Um, that's G shit taking suggestions, giving suggestions. Like he's been on so many commercial shoots. He's right. been on so many professional, right. like, you know, he's giving, yeah, about, he's telling you what to do. Yeah, well, it's me and my four coworkers that at the time had been in, in the job for, you know, four months. Cause we're all a relatively new team. You know, we've, we've basically built a brand new content team this year, but you know, like he, he was, he was almost, you know, director, actor, and, and, you know, producer <laughs> on the shoot. So it was, uh, it was very cool. And just like, just the amount of natural comfort um, from the way that, that he, he talked, the way that he asked questions to the way that he drank the drink, you know, like he was a Coca-Cola driver. So yeah, right. he's had plenty of experience in making right. sure that the bottle and the can is facing <laughs> the camera at all times. Like you never had to tell him anything or, or make an edit. And he was just naturally funny, man, just off the cuff, like coming back at you with, That's cool. with little quips. And um, it was hilarious because, you know, Cole sitting there, Cole was the only one that really caught fish and uh, Tony, Tony was giving him hell the whole time, just picking on him and like, you know, Cole's trying to grab the fish and it's flopping all over the place and he dropped one. And, but it was just, it was so cool, man. Just, I'd love to see footage of Tony Stewart picking on Cole Custer while he catches a fish. That sounds like hey. the best thing I've ever heard. Some look. of those lines made it into the final. So Stuart Haas's YouTube, look up Tony's tea, Dixie vodka, um, Cocktails with Cole is the name of the series. So, oh, I'm Dude, it's hard for it's honestly <laughs> hard for me to put a finger on Cole Custer. Like, I like the guy, but like, I I just can't attach myself to him. I'm like, I need more, more pizzazz. He's I do like his you know beer smash in Victory Lane and Xfinity series. That I was like, okay, boy. But then I'm also like, I forget he's in the race half the time. Man, he's got he's got uh, two sides to him. Yeah, like you know, yeah. we just we just shot another cocktail with Cole a couple of weeks ago, and it's and it's him and his buddies. So it, you know, it's it's gonna be you're gonna see a little more of that. Um, but it's you know, he's been he's really cool. I, all of our drivers are cool as heck. I, I haven't you know, who's your favorite to work with? Beyond. Yeah. 
I was gonna yeah, say I, you're I gonna say it. you're yeah. gonna say they're all cool, but look, let's, none let's... of them are watching this, honestly. Right. So none of them are us. gonna watch this. They, they might watch <laughs> no one at your works watching this. Man, I'll be honest, the one that, that has surprised me the most, uh, I, won't, I won't pick a favorite. I won't do that. But all right. <laughs> um I will say Chase Briscoe is just he is a racer's racer. Um the boy can drive. One of one of the most genuine dudes, like you know, things that I've I've learned so many things about him this year that that I didn't know that uh, thankfully we're capturing on camera and, and showing to the world. So if you did if you didn't watch the uh, Road Home documentary that we did it for Indy, uh, where my coworker Ross followed him all week, like literally they got there together on Thursday and they shot Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all the way to the incident with with Denny and um, you know till the moment Tony put his arm around his neck and and they had the little powwow. Dude, was, great content! It was great content. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, seeing how he treats his team and seeing how he treats the people that, you know, he's one, he's another one of those drivers that's, you know, similar to Richard Petty, where he's not going to say no to an autograph. He's not going to say no to somebody that wants to come up and get a picture. That's cool. Well, um, hell, we tried to say hey to him, Darnton. It was more like I could tell he was with guests at his hauler. I was like, man, we should say hey to him. But I was like, I don't want to be the guy to be like, hey, hey. Yeah, we so didn't like, say hey to him. We did. I don't remember. But I was like, I, I whenever I see did. like a driver with a group of people, I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt. Yeah, because like, he was busy. Have the, he, he people people, have their thing. So, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I think he was with hospitality guests there for. Um, see, what did I say? What did I say? What I told you, Dakota. Uh, would I see do that Dale blanket back there, though. That's uh, that's next level. I told well, you, Dakota. Sorry, would do I had that to, at some I, point. My my bartender had to read. I told you at some point he will get it, up. Randomly. Harris, I'm head to toe legit. Don't don't listen to him. But yeah, I mean, this he's just—he's just one of those dudes that every time he's in the office, like he'll duck his head in your cube and say, "Hey, you know, like that's cool." You can tell that you know he wants to be there. He's happy to be there. He's thankful for what you do, and like just that—that that shot in the uh, in the road home documentary where he went around and shook every hand of every crew member after practice because he was, you know, he basically pretty much said in that video, he's like, "I remember when I was sweeping floors and I was in the shop, and it always meant something to me when the driver showed me their appreciation." So. You know, it's that same thing I talked about earlier, you know, that that giving back, that showing appreciation, that that extra two, three, you know, 30 seconds of your time that'll mean so much to somebody. Um, and, and he he's another driver that fully understands that and, and, you know, embodies it and lives it. We talked about that type of behavior after our post Darlington episode. Um, Reddick really was kind of the topic of this, but you know, we talked and met with a lot of different drivers and I was just talking about how, you know, I know it's probably annoying because we were talking about how we got to do a skit about somebody that just has an office job, but like people are standing outside the office trying to take pictures of him and you <laughs> yeah. know, he's one of the water coolers. Sign this, like, Can sign I get an autograph? Yeah. Um, so Chase it's probably, Briscoe, a, sign my Joey Logano hat. It's probably you know, annoying. Like <laughs> that uh, is a great idea for a I know, right? We got to get on top of it. Okay, so for, for like a legit NASCAR a commercial, that's yeah. an amazing idea. I know, right? If they steal it, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. As long as they put my name on it or something. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I was mentioning like how annoying it would be because like these guys are showing up to work 
and part of their job is having to interact with fans. Yeah. But the biggest part of their job is like making sure they are prepared and ready to win a race. So it's probably frustrating. But if you are a driver that's willing to put in just that little bit extra effort when fans stop to say hi, even just turn and acknowledge, I'm like, I, I just think that goes so much further. Because uh, I was saying, I was like, I think I'm a Tyler Reddick fan now. I might go buy some merch just because of that one interaction. I would, you know? I would recommend my four guys and him for sure, 100%. So, <laughs> of course, your guys. Of which course. leads me back in the corner against the ropes over here is being a diehard Kevin fan for life is everybody's always like, Kevin's an asshole. He's a dick. I was like, well, how many times a weekend does he have a Brad K fucking poster shoved in his face and he doesn't want to sign it? Or, <laughs> hey, somebody in Kyle Busch gear wants to get a picture with him. And it's like, dude, his job is to come and race a car, not come and sign autographs. But however, that is a plus. But like he's been doing this twenty plus years, man. Like get, get it's he's over it. All right, I get it. But then like people, I told I told him before Darlington week. I said I'm gonna see Kevin if we have hot passes. I'm seeing Kevin. I don't care how he reacts to me. And I could tell he was kind of like, hey, I don't want to be bothered. He did so say I that. Like, I was like, hey, so, Dakota specifically told me beforehand. He because uh, I was like, what if he's a dick? Is that gonna hurt your feelings? And Dakota was like, I could care less. He can ignore me, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still a diehard fan. And I was like, that's yeah. a good fan. That's a good yeah. fan. So I could tell he didn't want to be bothered, but at least said hey and he acknowledged. He turned me. and acknowledged you. So it was cool. I'm used to it. But I, I <laughs> just so many people I meet are like, Kevin Harvick didn't take a picture of me. He's a dick. And I'm like, dude, he isn't there to take pictures, bro. And uh, I, you know, I mean you get to that level and a little bit of that thing. that's the thing. Probably wears off. You know, you yeah. because you think about the era that he grew up in in this sport, like yeah. the absolute peak, the of, height of the of sport. NASCAR. Yeah, yes. Where you know you had people tattooing twenty nines on the chest, and you <laughs> yeah, had for real. Mine's in the work. Mine's in the work. Good wrench nails and like earrings, <laughs> and so you know he's been through the ringer of all of it. But twenty years say, of people shoving shit in your face. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, but I can say working with him, man, he's he's a great guy. And he's wonderful to 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 work with, and he he understands that uh, the things that we do and and how we help him. I mean, he was awesome on the subway shoot. He was having so much fun, dude. I was nervous with I was like, cause like subway coming on, I was like, so I guess that's official. Jimmy John's is gone, but then I was also like, hey, big sponsor coming back in the sport. Yeah, I'm that's huge. It. But it's I was huge. like, I was like, oh god, green, yellow, green. white. I was like. What is green, this scheme gonna look like? Green what is paint this scheme. scheme. Gonna look like you know the green paint scheme. Yeah, is coming. seeing it yesterday or what today, whatever. I was like, dude, that looks good. I I like it. How how much influence did you have on that? My coworker Derek, man, he he knocked that out. Like I, yeah. I, I told y'all earlier, it reminds me of the Grave Digger car with the yellow number. Well, the Grave Digger paint scheme is the best. Is maybe one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Let me go down Let me tell you a little uh, secret on that Grave Digger paint yes, scheme. Okay, I would okay, love okay. to hear it. Every Grave Digger monster truck is hand airbrushed and hand painted. Really? No way. I didn't know not that. It's not a wrap? It is not a wrap. Every Holy single one of them is hell. hand painted. So th next time you see the Grave Digger go blow the body off of it and flip that thing upside down. Some uh, dude's like. Some dude. Had, well, no, he's rejoicing because that means he gets paid a lot of he money. He gets another job. <laughs> True. True. Job but security. What, I, what I'm getting at is when my coworker had to recreate it, he had to take photos like just regular pictures of the side of this thing 
and digitize them because there was nothing digitized. Yeah. This is the stuff we don't hear. This is behind the scenes stuff. And he had to he had to break it apart. He actually has this software that'll like scale up images. It's yeah, it's the real version of that that bootleg stuff they used to do on CSI where they're like <laughs> enhance. Enhance. So like, he's, he's got the real life version of it. So he had to take like like Monster Jam sent us like pictures of the whole thing. And uh, he had to basically go in and scale everything up and make it digital so that we could wrap it. Um, and he matched the colors perfect. I mean. When, when the real when the gray bigger showed up sitting beside the car, oh, was, the, that was the so cool. Matched, the purples matched. Like when y'all did like things. the Keelan teaser videos with like monster truck parts and shit, I was like, dude, they're doing a great like it was all <laughs> like, dude, they're doing a great digger scheme. And I was like, oh my, like, oh my fucking god, this is about to be epic. And when it like y'all did the release thing, I was like, I was so happy I was at that race, but I was like, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting I'm on mine too. I pre-ordered it. Like we released, <laughs> yeah. I, I missed it on the first release, and then we like we had our morning meeting, and they were like, "We're putting out more at like ten o'clock." So if you haven't got yours, get yours. And like I was like, right there at ten o'clock. That like, merch has got to be some of y'all's hottest merch. I mean, but uh, but man, yeah, it was, and it, we we legitimately surprised him. Like that was that was all real. Like we had him really? sitting up in the, wow. in the president's office. Like he thought he was in like some kind of serious meeting. <laughs> and then Keelan runs up and knocks on the door and is like, "Hey, come check this out." And so. I'm not even gonna be like a four hater with all the like crazy ass Bush schemes the last couple of years, but this was a banger. Like this, when this came out, I was like, "Thank you, thank yeah. you!" Like finally, some good fucking paint scheme. See, content. here's here's this the here's the ironic thing is Dakota is a diehard Harvick fan. I am not. I have been <laughs> public about how I'm not a fan of Harvick, but. I have contested that I think Harvick consistently each season has the best paint schemes because it seems like Bush is just wants to have fun with it and they're willing to change it up a lot. I'm okay Dakota, with it, but it's the hashtag. It's critical. It's the fucking I, hashtags, man. I, I actually can't. like it, which is really ironic. I actually, I, every time we pass Harvick Holler, I'm like, damn, if I was a fan, I would be losing all my money right now. Dakota's like, man. So it's kind of ironic. I actually <laughs> like how much like random paint schemes. I has. like a lot of it, but then some of it's too much. I'm like, I can't do emojis and shit. I can't. I, I, I I'm a traditionalist paint scheme fan. I, I was, I'm critical about paint schemes, man. Uh, me too. I mean, but I will say Bush definitely has the most fun. Yeah. Um, I appreciate him doing it. You can There's tell. some of the most fun to work with too. I mean, to, to have a national brand that big be that lenient and open and like willing to try new things is unheard of. True. Um, and I've I mean, said, the fact, the fact said, that you know, <laughs> half, half of their races, they sacrifice their, their main product for either Bushlight Apple or, you know, like we had the contest scheme earlier this year. Like, you know, they, they will go out of their way to do something cool and something new. And yeah, I, the I Bush like, Apple goes hard. The Bush yeah. Apple, goes, that scheme. I love that. I, like, that's hard. one I've been like, yeah, okay. I like it. I've said a few times that Bush is my favorite sponsor in NASCAR for that reason alone. Is they're willing to promote NASCAR and kind of just get wild with it and have fun oh, yeah. with the fans. And so I really appreciate that as a fan. And I, I want, I think more brands should do that. I don't see the downside in that because I feel like you're out there for, you know, brand awareness, really. It's not like you're increasing sales necessarily directly. Yeah. You're out there for brand awareness. So have fun with it. You know, and I mean, as big as specialty schemes used to be like the Winston and and things like that, I feel like Bush is the last sponsor that really makes a specialty scheme feel special. Like they 
they don't just run a different scheme. Like we'll, we'll do a campaign behind it. Like, you know, the millennial right, car. I was that's working, true. I was working in NASCAR at the time, but that millennial car, like, dude, as dude, much as silly and stupid as it was, I was, was honestly, like, when he was out there leading, I was like, dude, if he wins in this thing, I will, I will get the race version. Like, they made, they I don't care. Kevin, they made Kevin eat avocado toast. Like, bro. Dude, like, his fire suit that race was fly as shit. It dude. was. Was it, it was fire? Great. It was yes, it was on it fire. Was fire. It was white and pink, like that thing looked fresh as shit. Yeah, yeah. that that was one of the best storylines of that entire season. I'm not gonna lie. And then um, they ran the Gen X car right after. Right. It was all, like, right. Paper yeah, that paper one, dude. That car looks slick. And I was like, Man, I wish you ran it at, like Daytona or something. Like that car <laughs> looks so good for Pocono. But, but man, uh, we, we definitely have a lot of fun. At, hey, at dude! I'll hey shout out the throwback this year was slick as hell. I love the rookie comer, commemorative, but I'm just hoping you know I'm gonna assume Kevin's got two more a year or two more left. But I just want to see a good wrench like 06 throwback, the yes. fucking orange stripe in there. I don't know what influence you have down the road, but I just hope we get a throwback to that Kevin days. Maybe his retirement year. Well, we got to see what throwbacks going to look like next year, and if they let us do the standard number placement, you know. Oh, this is okay. This is yeah. We I should was, get a pro. I was actually, this is going to be my next question for you, because um, I know you don't directly uh, handle the paint schemes, but it seems like you do have some, I have some influence. Some yeah. influence, yeah, yeah. You're part of it at least. Yeah. Um, has this been a big topic in the shop of number placement, next gen car, what the paint schemes are going to look like? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's. It's been a it's been a thing that's been on our desk for you know a little while. So um, I was I, I think all I can say is that we're working on it, and uh, so far what we're working on is promising. So can where do I I'll send the petition to that. leave the numbers where they fucking are? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, trust me, like if, here, I can, here, if I can't do anything it about it, neither can you. So yeah, but, it's um, driving me crazy. It's dude. it's one of our biggest. It's issues it's, on this podcast. It's like I can do with the package. I can deal with these crazy road courses. I can deal with the thought of a city course, but the fucking number placement is my biggest on the fence. Like, Look, don't fucking do it. But I, it's I gonna am, happen. It's gonna I happen. am just. I'm extremely glad that they went with the number forward. Yes, I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. So the number in the forward front leaves us all that room to play with. The number in the middle kind of just awkwardly chopped things. So up, yeah, you know? so I can deal with like I've seen some renders or some. Um, but it's always like, people on no doing it. or whatever. No I can deal. I can oh, deal with we, like the slightly we forward. We can't I can deal with slightly forward. You gotta you gotta think about how much money is behind those those paint schemes and keeping and you know. Oh, we so, always say or what. My, my prediction is, you know, every the, the, people will show up to Daytona or will show up to the clash. Um, oh, at the we're going to get there <laughs> um, with, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that each team is going to have their own interpretation of what it looks oh. like behind the number. Oh, and, Lord. Uh, I like that idea. Who they, they, That's how it's going to be. I mean, I, I really? know I, I am a hundred percent confident that each team is going to have a different interpretation of how to use that space. So check it out. I don't know why this hasn't been talked about more. I feel like NASCAR, they want to move the numbers to help incentivize more sponsorship, more ad placement. 
Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Why not just let teams dictate where they want the number to be based on their sponsorship? I think it's, I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't. Because I wouldn't be against that idea if it was like, it's up to the teams. If they want to move it, if that's your favorite driver and you're mad that he moved it, then talk to the driver. Like NASCAR can, you know. What really really hurt it was the Kurt Busch 2311 reveal. They butchered the shit out of that. It looked like trash. Dude, Austin Dillon's looked bad too, though. I didn't like that The ones where they move it slightly forward to the A post, I can deal with it. And the sponsor going. But when it's like slammed against the front wheel and there's a random sponsor there, I can't do it. I mean, Harris, I wish we could put you in charge of every team. But it's I just pray that you know, some teams take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, it is what it is. We're still going to watch cars race around the track. We definitely are. My, like I said, my prediction is that, you know each team's going to show up with a different version of of what it looks like behind that number, and we'll figure out whichever version works best. And the the way we do it now, the way each team kind of has the same usage, you know we. We figured out how to use the seat pillar. We figured out how to use the spot in front of the wheel. We figured out how to use the rear fit quarter. Um, I have a feeling by mid-season next year, all the cars are going to have okay. logos in similar spots. Um, okay. So yeah, I feel like then. I don't hate that idea. The beginning will probably be like a, a rough draft. There'll be some trial and error. I mean, like with every yeah. change, there's going to be yep. some trial and error. There's going to be some things that move around, and, and some work better than others. Hell, so, like the All-Star last things. year, there were some teams that hit it out of the park, and some was like, "Who? what the fuck were y'all doing, dude? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a cool time in the sport to watch, you know, how, how the, the designs change and how things kind of mold and, and mesh together until we find a sweet spot. So it's it's gonna be interesting. So were you uh, were you at Richmond? I know we met up in Darlington. Were you at Richmond? I was not. So last you were Mustang week stuff. Burnout. Last week was my big workcation. I call it because I throw a big event at Mustang Week, uh, which is a week long event in Myrtle Beach. That's all. It's the largest Mustang rattlesnake on the east coast. That's where my parents live. Now is that a yearly thing? Is that a yearly thing? Or yeah, so it's happened yearly. This year was the twentieth year. Um, Oh shit. So pretty, pretty wild. I've so been you, going... uh, you're going to go next year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, can, I can meet up with you next year there? Yeah, go for it. We might I, have to check, it, yeah, have to check that out. Labor Day. So I stay down in Merle's Inlet. Um, yeah, yeah. So right, right I know Merle's Inlet. Surfside Beach, Merle, mm-hmm. Merle's Inlet area on, in, on the south side. My parents live uh, just uh, just inside Myrtle on the border of North Myrtle and Myrtle. Nice. Yeah. So I definitely know where that's at, and I will be going next year. Heck yeah. <laughs> bet. Bet. Um, yeah, did you time. watch Richmond, though? Because it sounds like you might have been busy. 
I watched a little bit of it. Um, I was kind of kind of in and out. I saw who won. Um, you know, watching a few things, but I didn't I didn't pay hundred percent attention. Um, I saw that big hit Kurt Busch took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that boy Kurt. Uh, yep. It was a classic Richmond man. It was typical Richmond comers and goes. I will give there was tire fall off. I appreciate. Um, we did have Kurt Busch debacle or Kurt Busch gate. Uh, he, they re- two laps before the restart, his left rear was black and like low as shit. And like TV just bypassed it and they restarted. And it was like, yo, his tires like black. It looks off. And then two laps later, he blows the left rear and driver sides it into the fence. Uh, terrible points. I thought he was screwed on a must win situation. And all of a sudden, Kurt Busch is still in tied with Alex Bowman. Well, he's just in. Just, just in. Right, but we're taking out. Kurt Busch on the fit back into a corner at Bristol. Hey, I'll take those off. That's what Kurt I want to see. On the show was it two, three years ago at Bristol. For hey. he was still at, he was still at SHR, wasn't he? That's my boy. Yeah, in the forty-one. Yeah, man, that the was forty-one. Uh, my buddy was at that race, and he was. I was the, at that race. He was in the monster suite and ended up in victory lane with him. Oh, dude, year. how sick! Damn. Yeah, that was the one. That's Kurt nice. got in the wreck early with Kyle Busch in like lap five. And yeah. Kurt got damaged. They taped the whole front end, and he came back to win it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sick, big, dude. I'm a big Kurt fan, man. I, I've been a fan of Kurt for. He's for a cool hours. guy, man. Yeah, yeah. we got to talk to him like, in to do. Kurt was like, the hospitality was insane, and Kurt yeah. was just like, "Hey, what's up? What y'all doing?" And I was just like, blown away. He's another one of those just genuine people, you know. Yeah, like, I got to work with him through my buddy and, and design his Ford GT and stuff. I think it was the same. Dude, year that thing's sick. That thing and, is sick. Uh, he was in the 41 still, so. I got to hang out with him. Got to drive his GT for like 13 feet. So that's my dream. <laughs> I, I got to pull it back in the drive. In the so garage. you were the you were the valet, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes, literally. I pushed the button. I pushed the gas about that far to go 13 feet, and that was it. Dakota was but, so proud that Kurt Busch gave him a Monster Energy drink. Dakota dude, was super was proud huge. about that. That was huge to me. Hey, uh, being a monster from him, that's that's just dude, being a monster. Being a monster addict like myself. Um, just being like Kurt. Well, first of all, my wife's a huge Kurt fan. She's like, she's had to tow Kurt and I was rubbing it in her face and we're hanging out with Kurt at the monster trailer. And then I was like, I'm going to say it. I don't care. I was like, can I have a monster? He was like, yeah, dude, take a ton of them. And I was like, I only want one. <laughs> and I was like, like, I was like, I have to take an OG monster. I'm not even going to take a flavor. Also, one. The real deal there. Dakota, did yeah. you see, um, what? Eric Estep got a little clip of us. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Dylan. I've seen it in his video, his uh, Darlington recap. We were, yeah, in, that was you cool. know, Eric Estep, the Godfather of YouTube. Oh, yeah. we, we were oh, in his video, in Darlington man. Yeah, yeah. dude, I've, he was I've known he him was for a while. Out with so much, I was like, "Where's our interview? What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I've known him for a while because he lived in Austin, and so he actually was on my podcast from like episode one. Nice. So yeah, it's good being able to catch up with him when he's at races. His tall ass, you can't miss him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah. The height is is definitely real. Like, yeah, people don't really out. realize it until you see him, and you're like, oh shit, you're like seven feet tall. Like this, I mean, is- he was perfect for that night at the museum ride. Like, if you're gonna have anybody <laughs> be the bellhop there, it's like, exactly. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. No, he's a but, cool dude, though. Yeah, uh, it was I, good seeing him. I actually have one of my weirdest pieces of NASCAR memorabilia that's Kurt Busch related. If you really, oh, go get it. Go yeah, get it, bro. Go get it. Yeah, me and for all of our audience, me and Dakota will recap Richmond. In the next episode, because we're just having too much fun talking with Harris. I'm there's I'm not much this. to talk about. Martin I don't know why. 
What the? This is a Kurt Busch 2004 championship <laughs> fireman's helmet. Dude, you can't. That is very still odd. fireman's helmet. However, it's champion year. It's championship season. That is awesome. And it's it's signed. And you'll never believe how I got it. Okay. I probably won't. I don't know how you come about an uh, autographed fireman's helmet. Yeah, Somebody at NASCAR, weird. when I was working on the 20th floor, which is the top floor, like the executive level, was cleaning out their office. And they just left this in the break room for anybody to have. What the fuck? And they also left this, which is a signed 2005 All-Star Race Mark Martin champagne bottle that never Dang. got I'd be snatching shit left so, and right. Like, I walk in the break room to get a monster and literally walk out with two of the coolest pieces of memorabilia that I've ever had. Dude, so I feel like – I honestly feel like probably 15% of NASCAR executives and workers are like actual fans of the sport, and the rest is just like a job. Like Also, like, job. also I mean, Harris – Think about somebody that's been there long enough to have gotten this, how much more cool stuff they've gotten right. since this. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, you know, this in the grand scheme of probably what they have is nothing. But also, to me, I, I was like, holy crap. Look at yeah, this. I'm snatching I love, I love imagining this scenario where Harris is like, I walked in the break room and they left these things just for anyone to grab. Dude. And then he takes them and then an executive. Like, 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 where's my Kurt helmet? They're like, where the fuck is my <laughs> autograph hey, shit? Like, I, I left had it, it on here. My, I had it on my desk after that. So if they ever needed it, they would have seen it. But yeah, yeah it no, was just like, left the, there for me to take. The break room was like the, like, if, if it was sitting on this one table in the break room, oh, I know. Everybody's got that table. Yep. Yeah. Every time they, somebody would clean out an office, that table would be full of cool stuff to go mm-hmm. grab. So, like, diecast. I got, ended up with like every NASCAR media guide from like 1985 to like 93. So, like, all the old Winston Cup stuff. Like, it was nuts what people would Damn, right? Yeah. The yeah, Holy like, Grail. I, I took home a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Dude, that right, is so, yeah. so I know. Yeah, I, don't know um, I don't know why they had uh, fireman's helmets at Victory Lane, but uh, <laughs> you know, I guess they were doing this and trying not to trying to hit each other. That was for but, the after. That was for the after championship festivities. They didn't I guess you know protect you from champagne. You don't want to know who was wearing that helmet before you. <laughs> Ain't no telling. But I've had it for like four years now. I think it was my first year when all that stuff came up. Somebody went through and got rid of a bunch of cool stuff. So I know the news just came out today about the L.A. Coliseum Stadium and how we are running there. I don't know what you can say because you're, like, technically a representative of a team. But thoughts? Uh, Dakota, what do you think? Dude, okay. Dakota, so, you mean, can say whatever you want. You don't we'll represent just brush, We'll brush the tip of what is projected to, I guess – the the schedule leaked, okay, for everybody that didn't fucking know already. And we'll the go into more detail next uh, later this next week. Next episode we'll get into that. the schedule, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to LA. We're going to California for a third race. Uh okay. LA Coliseum. It's a it's a football field. It's a football uh, stadium. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna pave a racetrack and make it a, a Bowman Gray of the West or some shit. Um I I I am open to being on the fence and prove me wrong after the race, I will eat my words, but this just sounds like a gimmick. It sounds silly. It sounds like we're going to a football field with NASCAR cars. And like, I don't know what the hell to think. Um, there's not even a racetrack there. So I don't know. I have nothing to base off of. Uh, some fans are, you know, call me stupid. Some fans are saying this is awesome, but, uh, 
So they're I both right. The, I think the Clash shootout belonged on the Daytona Super Speedway. I'm a traditional fan. I love the shootout. I love the Clash. It was fine. We didn't have to change it. We went road course racing. It sucked. So now we're uh, just making up racetracks. But I will give it to NASCAR for trying different things. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. What about you, Harris? Personally, I think it's going to be dope. I know it's going to be probably a logistical headache. And, and you know, there's going to be some things that people have to figure out. But, I mean, a quarter mile track in itself is like that's the high that's the track you were running the mile on in high school right, right you know, four tough. laps was a mile in high school right so when i was yeah when i was running the 400 you know in high school that was one lap at that track <laughs> um so and you know it's the clash so it's a smaller field it's what you know 20 ish cars um so you're not packing 40 cars onto it right so yeah you know i i think if you're gonna do anything in the LA Coliseum, it's gotta be the clash. You know, you I don't see I don't really see feasibly running a 40 car field on that track. Um no. I mean Bowman Gray packs their track with I don't know how many cars, but yeah, you know, it's right, right. it's it's similar to that. And you know, it's the week before the Super Bowl in prime time on Fox. See, um, you make it sound a little bit better. I mean, it, it makes sense. If you look at all the things around it, if you look at it on surface level, it's like, uh, okay, but if all you right. look at all the things around it. Are we paving a new surface? Or are we, so what, what are we doing? Here? I watched the race hub before I came on here because I knew I was coming on here. Look at you. It, look at you, boy. Polish it, it said there was going to be a big, a big announcement. So I was like, <laughs> if we're going to talk about anything, it's probably going to be that. Right. Um, but Ben Kennedy was on there, and he said they're building a temporary asphalt oval. What the hell um, does that mean? So I'm assuming they're going to lay down asphalt on some kind of, you know, whether it's a, I don't know what kind of base they're going to make, but it's probably a base that'll be able to, you'll be able to cut it up and take it out, bust right. it up, and it's done. But jeez, um, I guess I'd be pissed. Know. I'd be well, I they got to be pay, paying a pretty penny. I was going to say I'd be pissed for the guys that are like we're laying this asphalt just for them to tear it up or like what somebody, or the guys that got to tear it up. Paid, okay, yeah, yeah, somebody's <laughs> but, getting uh, paid. You got to think, you know, like I'm sure the LA Coliseum has Monster Jam come through. So is it asphalt? It, no, Monster Jam is dirt. No, oh, is yeah. the track going to be asphalt? Yeah, that's what they said. Okay. It's asphalt, asphalt, half asphalt. mile asphalt oval. Okay. My thing good. is, okay, so we're going to down the road. We're taking the All Star to Texas. Why not take the All Star back to LA Coliseum? I will sign up for that ten times over over Texas. Um, I think that's. I mean, but I think you know, you look at the. You look at the amount of other stadiums that are in the United States, and right. if we can okay. prove, if so, we can prove that this works. So this is where I want to go with this. You got a point. You got a this, point. This is where I wanted to go with. I this don't know anything. I didn't know anything about that until I watched it on Race Hub today. I have no insider information. <laughs> but as soon as I saw that, I'm like, all right, if this works, we're opening up opportunities to go yeah. into some of the largest. Let's just go to every football stadium and lay down a track. We're go, we're opening up opportunities to go to some of the largest markets in the world that we've never touched before. Yeah, Gee, so that's um, that's definitely what I wanted to talk about. Is I don't hate the idea of running the short track inside a football stadium, although I don't think we're gonna. I think we're gonna probably have like twenty thousand people in a ninety thousand stadium, and people say Bristol looks bad. I think this is gonna look terrible, honestly, in terms of fan attendance. I mean, I just watched the US, USC game. Uh, week one, and they couldn't even fill it up, and that's USC. So I don't hate the idea of a football stadium with a short track, 
I just I, I'm not sure if LA is it. I, I think maybe hit some other cities. It's like that, a good rough. It's a good first start. I guess. I'm, I just think hit some other cities. Um, like I know we're, I mean we're gonna talk more about the schedule later on this week, but like St. Louis has an empty dome with a football stadium where they run dirt races. I mean the Gateway Nationals going there. Something like that, like a Midwest city where I think maybe there might be some more. I'm okay with doing Bristol dirt for the clash and then do two regular Bristol races through the season. Where where is the Super Bowl this year? Is the Super Bowl in LA too? I have no idea. Oh, you know what? That's a good question. Is it LA right now? Because I know they were building that stadium. Nathan will drop in the comments in about five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have no idea where the Super Bowl is going to be this season. I have not. It's in LA. So, um, the so that's why they're week, doing it the okay. before the Super Bowl. Um, that now that's good marketing. Okay. Like, hey, you're gonna see the right. Super Bowl here one week before the Super Bowl. All right, so I, coming to I take back everything I just said. That's actually a pretty good idea. And you know, I, I worked a lot with the LA department at NASCAR. You know, that's where all the um, the celebrity department is. That's where they procure the music talent and all that stuff. Is the LA department at NASCAR. And I got full confidence that they are working overtime to make sure that there's well, people I in hope that stadium. So. <laughs> okay. People in that stadium that will bring more people to that stadium. All right. You need to message your buddies at NASCAR and tell them we're tired of Luke Combs concerts. We <laughs> need we need some yep. different yep. genres. We need some more personalities publicizing. Give me sport. give me some Van Halen, some hey. Journey. Yeah, some I've seen enough. I've seen enough mainstream radio country concerts at pre races. I'm good. I brought, I brought Big Baby Scumbag to Daytona. You know, wow. I told, yeah. You know, I had, okay. I had Big Baby Scumbag out there at the the 2020 Daytona 500. So see, Harris, we gotta hang out trying. with you in Dar- We gotta hang out with you in Darlington for like a brief second. But I want to hang out with Harris outside the track. Yeah. Like, the problem one, is one he's always working. One of the well, yeah, you know, right. one, one of these race weekends, we're gonna hang out and have a beer, and we'll we'll get to the nitty gritty, well, hey, and then y'all. we'll get them drunk and fired. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Well, good. You can't get me drunk anymore. I've been sober for two years. But. All right. Oh, well, <laughs> now I feel like a degenerate. <laughs> it's all right. All yeah, right, while yeah, we're like quick. chugging beers and talking. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Harris, I'm proud of you. Hey, I told y'all I went to East Carolina. That's right. I learned yeah. how to drink. I didn't yeah. learn how to drink responsibly. Yeah, so, that is a hard <laughs> school. I've been dry and uh, I haven't looked back. But yeah, no, that's I, good. I got that's all my good. drinking out of the way in, at an early age, and I'm good. How now. how much weight did you lose like immediately from not drinking beer? Man, you can look at like so. The last race I drank at was this Coke 600 2019. Damn, he knows the and, damn race. And you can look. <laughs> well, it was like the week after I quit drinking. But uh, but you can like look at the pictures from that race, and then look at the pictures from the Roval in October, and like your boy jawline was back. And right, it was nice. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Post That's the main thing. Post Talladega, I'm done drinking. <laughs> you don't have to cut it out completely, but you know. Yeah, switch, switch to some clear liquor. Or, you know, that, right. that's something we can talk about. <laughs> Why do you think I'm hey. so fat, man? Beer makes you fat. Honestly, Bixie Vodka makes a real good product with a lot of a uh, lot of flavors. Just wait till you have kids. That whole not <laughs> drinking thing goes out the damn window. <laughs> but yeah, hey, and Dixie Vodka is now making canned drinks that are uh, you know a little bit lighter than beer. Okay, Ooh, really okay. good. Okay. We need some samples sent over to the chair. Right game. there, you go. Now, yeah. now I'm interested. We yeah, got Tony's tea. You know, you can drink a drink with Tony Stewart's face on it. You know, Damn, dude, it. you need to like. They need to pay you more. Hey, look, I make all the graphics for them, so I know all the info. But, <laughs> Harris, well, you gonna be at Bristol this weekend? I'm not, man. I, we've got Justin Potter going, uh, and my co-worker. You're a piece West. of shit. Um, Damn it, boy. So we got a we got a good crew going. I, uh, hey. you know, I've 
Do do they tell you like, hey, you're going to this race, you're going to this race, or are you like, can I go to that race? Well, we we work together. We build a schedule. Um, okay. You know, we got we got me and Justin that do photo, and you got Ross and, and uh, Wes that do video, um, and Wes dabbles in some photo too. Um, okay. So we we kind of we trade off. Um, honestly, you know, I'm I'm the lone. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Social media graphic guy. We actually we hired an agency called Foxhammer that kind of bolsters some of my stuff and does a little bit of you know some story creation, some YouTube images, and like they do some of our in race graphics. So like if you see a, an on the move graphic or you see our race results, like it comes through them. Um, but like if if we win and when we win, um, I'm the one that's at home, you know, typing away getting those graphics out. So when Eric won earlier this year, like I was making all the win graphics and putting everything together. So You're the cat guest. My <laughs> keyboard smoking up and going as, as much as his burnout was. But uh, so, you know, they, they like to leave me at home base just in case, you know, because um, when something like that happens, I want to be the one on the case. You know, You're the go to you're the go to guy. I, I, I like to think I am. But, you know, they <laughs> so, you know, I get to go like if, like I love Darlington. So obviously I volunteered right. for Darlington. Darlington's and, awesome. Yeah, and I, I'd always wanted to go to Michigan. I actually got that one by the luck of the draw. Okay, was one of my, okay was hold on. I gotta, I gotta ask about this because me and Dakota have been talking about Michigan for a while now. Is it Never actually been. as fun as like people say from up north? Because they say yeah. it's a lot. It's a northern Dega, I hear. Yeah, that's. I can tell you, we rolled in to the track at like eight thirty nine in the morning, and the amount of uh, hungover zombies I saw walking from their campus to the bathroom, I know Saturday night was a good night. Right. <laughs> it was just i mean you're talking about beer can mountains and just guys just it looks like a fun time man i've always wanted to go to michigan and man the crowd was crazy like that yeah. was the first that was the first race i've been back to where i like looked up in the stands and i was like hell yeah all right this is a nascar race hell like, yeah do you ever take a second like you're on pit, pit road doing pre-race pictures or pictures doing race and you're just like look at what i'm doing right now like yeah. holy shit all the time all the just time soaking all it time. in all the time, man. Especially like this was the first time I've been at Darlington. Well, I was at Darlington with a with a vest back in uh, May, but yeah. those vests work differently than the purple vest. Right. Um, when we had the team vest, we were just kind of attached to pit road. We couldn't go in the photographers' areas. But when you got that licensed video purple vest, and you can just walk past the fence and go Peace. down there and stand right on the wall. <laughs> like, I'm standing down in three and four watching the sunset, taking pictures of, of all the cars and just like this for the first time, the first time I've been past that fence at the end of the yeah. road and been able to go down there. And it's just like, all right, all right, 
when am I going to wake up from this? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, what would, what would nine-year-old me think right now? Dude. And that's, that's literally what I ask myself every day. Like, you know, what, what would, what would eight-year-old, nine-year-old me do? And you know, what would he be thinking? Even that was me yeah. just getting a hot pass. Like that yeah. was just, that's Dakota, how I felt. Dakota was a kid in a candy shop for real. Well, it, <laughs> it never gets old. I'll tell you one thing. It never gets old. Uh, being on pit road never gets old being down there feeling smelling feeling you know hearing everything about nascar never gets old um that was me for darlington dude like i've never had a hot pass or i've i'm like i've been on pit road and stuff i've never got to like just walk willy-nilly wherever i wanted to pre-race and i was a kid in candy store just blown away like oh my gosh this is it i mean it really was I still grab, I still grab lug nuts over the pit wall. Oh my god! Track, like I still take home a lug nut from everybody. Harris. Get some Kevin lug nuts and smell them. Harris is gonna get any lug nuts and be like, uh, yeah, sure. These are Kevin's. If you if you have a hot pass and you can hang out and reach over, see that was the thing we talk about because like after we were down there for hours, so like when the race started, we went up to the stands and we didn't we didn't come back and we talk about we're like we should have went back down there. Yeah, yeah. we're just being lazy. That's we're just tired. Laps. Like, I don't blame you, dude. I walked four miles that day. Uh, right. my, man. Yeah. And then we were was parked in general parking in my Mustang. That's a five speed. Yeah. My feet feeling like they were about to fall off. Yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we were literally like, I was like, at now, thinking about it, I'm like, we should have went back down there. We should have went for post race stuff. We should have just seen, gone as far as we could go. And then, uh, but we were so whooped. We, after the race, we're like, let's go back to the truck. Yeah, let's just go home. <laughs> yeah. It was a long day too, because I mean, you know, we we had to get there yeah. at eleven. We had to get there right. at for the cars to roll in, and then we got all that shot and shooting all the, the crew guys, and and then we had like two and a half, three hours to wait while the truck race happened. Right. Um. So like there was there was like a, a hurry up, get everything, and then like okay, wait, and then it was like <laughs> all right, here's the race, you know, full throttle. So. My my dumb butt during that like two three hour period of wait, I went and scouted out locations, and I should not have. I should not have oh. walked where I because mm. I went walked to one end of the track during the truck race. Hey, good thing you got them fresh J's on, dude. Yeah. Them Earnhardt bad boys. I should have had my orthopedics on, man. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ran them J's into the ground that day. Damn it! But, uh, but yeah, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna go get some sample shots and make sure I can get the good angles. And I made sure I could get the good angles. But by the time stage three rolled around, my feet were like, dude, it's time to go. Well, Stuart Haas <laughs> is listening right now. You are the guy. You're out there busting your butt. You're damn putting in the extra work and time that you didn't have to do. And I mean, you're just an example of a great employee. And also, one thing I wanted to ask: What's the next race you're going to? We ask everybody, Poss- every guest. We got to know. Possibly uh, uh, Phoenix. So races from now. <laughs> I know, man. Well, I've got like three weddings. Oof. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's wedding uh, season, baby. My my girlfriend's birthday is the 30th of October. So like oh, October, that October, weekend's October, off. Yeah, October is done for me, man. Like I've got like, I think I got a wedding on the first, and then there's one weekend where there's nothing, and then the next weekend of the wedding, and then Emily's birthday. Damn. Um, so like I'll be on the on the couch waiting for you know something to happen and watching the race uh, from home for the next couple of weeks or watching the race from wherever we're at for the next wedding we go to. Hell, I don't know how much I can plug. Does, doesn't your girl work in NASCAR as well? Yeah, she works for uh, Truex Management Group. So she had a real good good night on, yep. on Saturday night. How sick is that? It's pretty cool, man. She uh, hey, 
She's I mean, did y'all meet? Too. Did y'all meet before NASCAR, or did y'all just like meet through NASCAR? So we met because I was working at the building uptown in NASCAR. Yeah, and I was on Tinder on my lunch break. You dog, you! <laughs> I knew it. You were over here like I'm sober. I'm a good guy. I don't cuss. And look at you. Look well, at that you. Was, you know, this was this was five years ago. We're talking about so. you, son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, we we uh she was staying uptown looking for an apartment because she's from upstate New York. And she's swiping right on every NASCAR <laughs> dude she sees. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but no, we, we swiped right on each other and uh, You dog. We were both graphic designers, so like we had a whole great conversation. How like, sick is that? A bunch of design puns and well she she like brushed me off for like eight months after she got to Charlotte though. Like she Damn. she got into Charlotte and uh, we were both doing our thing for a little while. And, uh, like, we finally, I guess, right after I went to my first Daytona 500, which was 2017, we uh, we went – we finally agreed to, like – I kept asking her on dates. Like, I, I kind of knew. Being a gentleman, I, of course. <laughs> I knew that she was going to be a catch. And uh, so I kept asking her out on dates, and she wasn't in the mood to really Dude, date. she works for Truex. She works for Truex. Uh, she didn't yet. Um, but, but yeah, so like we, she, she moved down here to work for a creative agency. She is a graphic designer. Okay. She was just working for a regular ad agency at the time. Um, but yeah, we finally decided that we were going to go to Chick-fil-A after, after work one day. Oh, like, wow. I you man, romantic boy. And she showed up in her gym clothes and like, <laughs> Oh yeah. She was putting on extra thick. Neither one of us now, full transparency. She had texted me like two months before asking me for advice. Cause she was. She had swiped right on a driver, and I was like, "Are you? You really have the audacity to ask me to do that?" Um, That's but yeah, what the? F- <laughs> that was the PG version of what I said. So, uh, <laughs> two How dare you? Like, All right, let's just go meet up, and we ended up staying at Chick Fil A long enough for the, the workers inside to stop asking us if we needed a tea refill. Boy, so, you uh, slid we on there for a while, <laughs> just talking, and, and like from that point on, we you know we've been pretty much together. That's um, awesome, and, dude. She she drew her first car in in 2018, um, taking a freelance project through Greg and Off Axis for for Martin's uh, merch store, and that ended up turning into the job and the career that she has. So That's now sick. she manages Tyler Ankrum and Ryan Truex and Will Rogers, and um, it's you know she designed Ryan Truex's hot tub time machine truck and all the Martin's. Dude, that thing looks so nice. That's it's like so nineties. That thing looks so good. And like his hot tub sponsorship, Marquee is like the coolest sponsor yeah. ever. Like, you know, they they just I mean they pay him to sit in a hot tub and talk to people. Like you can't ask <laughs> yeah. for another sponsor. Dude, Ryan Truex honestly doesn't give the like respect or like the the opportunity he deserves, yeah. I feel. Like the boy can drive and he's got like outgoing personality. Yeah. And he's he's another one of those just real dudes, man. Like yeah. he, he does it because he loves it and he he, he like he he has a Twitch stream and he I races with people yeah. and like just one of the most genuine dudes. But so do you and your girl go back and forth on like, hey, help me with this design or what should I do with this? No, man, she straight roasts my stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> like there is no, there's no gloves on in this house. When it's it like that's lame as hell. <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll, she'll look, man. She's always looking for something too. Like she will catch a typo and I will never hear the end of it. Or like I'll <laughs> that is so like, funny. I have something like a hair off center and I'll, she'll, I'll never hear the end of it. So yeah. <laughs> like we, the numbers we, next year. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> every number is going to be off center next year, but, um, but yeah, man, she, uh, she keeps me straight and uh, she actually, you know, for the Mustang week stuff, she's basically my 
head organizer for all the retro meet stuff that I do. And somehow I ended up being becoming the face of that event and she's the brains behind it. So um, I don't know why my face ended up because being <laughs> that because hers is way prettier than mine, but um, but man, she she keeps me afloat and keeps me going, and we're we're a heck of a team when we. You're the man, dude. I uh, definitely have, have been lucky, um, and you know, like I said, I, I've pinched myself so many times at this point. I, I should probably be as purple as Barney, but uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm thankful to be where I'm at, and I'm thankful to have the friends that I have, and. And y'all are two of them, man. It was awesome meeting y'all at Darlington. Let's go. I mean, I, you know, I've been watching y'all and paying attention to y'all. And we've been trying to link up for forever. I still haven't made it to Talladega. So, oh. dude, are you serious? I need to come with y'all oh. to Talladega. Dude. Next oh. year, I'm pretty sure I got a wedding on the Talladega dude, weekend. We, All we right, do next Talladega. year, you pencil in Spring Dega and yeah. you take the night off from work and you come hang out with your boys. Yeah. I will be pounding bud uh, bud zeros. And That's fine. That's fine. All night with we can no hang judgment. out. We can hang out with Chase also. He pounds those. You know. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, he does. Yes. He yep. does. Yeah. So, yep. dude. Yeah. No. Spring Dega next year will be. Spring Dega is the Dega. Fall Dega is fun, but Spring Dega is the Dega. All right. I, yeah. I got to see Dega Boulevard on my own too. Dude. Hours. Yes. I will be your guide. Let just come with me. It's, all right. oh, it's amazing. It's okay, amazing. So I'll put it in the calendar right now. That's my it. boy, dude. All right. What uh, what? Where can people find you? Obviously, uh, there's Harris Lou, and then there's Harris. There's Lou Creative. Like, where should we find you? Well, at Harris Lou on Twitter. If you want to, you know, see what I'm doing in the NASCAR world. Sometimes I post Mustang stuff there, but. Um, if you want to see, you know, my art, my Mustang stuff, uh, a lot of car pictures, that's at Lou Creative on Instagram. And uh, LouCreative.com is my living portfolio. I try to uh, to update it every now and then. And then I, I have my own merch store that's mostly Mustang merch, but I do have some logo stuff on there that just my LC. Um, but ShopLouCreative.com is where you can find any of my merchandise, how you can support me monetarily. Um, I do a lot of Mustang themed and car themed stuff on there. Um, I'm buying yeah. thing. That's it. It's uh, it's you know those. That's where to find me. Lou Creative has has been very good to me. Um, I started that. That was actually one of my branding projects in college, and uh, I was Lou Design first, and then somewhere I saw the word lucrative, and uh, I think I was reading a book for my English class, and I saw the word lucrative, and I was like, "That's Lou it. Creative. That's that's it." I That's made it. that work. So um, since 2013, I've I've been known as Lou Creative professionally, um, and it's been it's been the freelance business that you know has you know built my financial success and been my bolster. Um, like Look I, at you I, now, son. I, I told you when I when I moved back to Charlotte, I was paying double rent for like five months because Texas uh, they wouldn't let me out of my apartment lease, and Texas allowed my apartment to hold me to that lease. So. Um, without Lou Creative and without some of the clients I had in my early days, I wouldn't have made it through that and wouldn't be sitting here. So um, it's it's kind of my my little side gig. You know, I, I did some stuff for Hooters this year with Chase Elliott and um, I've done a couple of. Did you help design the T-shirt or something? I did. So I did their I did their vintage uh, their their throwback merch this year. I'm sorry, I kind of keep this going, but that T-shirt is fucking bomb. I'm not even a Chase fan, but I want that fucking. T-shirt. Yeah, the throwback Hooters stuff is sick. That that That's shit's true. sick. Hooters yeah. Racing Shop, but uh, but yeah, we got to recreate that old Alan Kowicki poster too with yeah, the that's and the girls. That's the one. Dude. I think that, yeah, sick. not to continue this, but I think I remember in the podcast me mentioning that was the best because they had so I many want his that throwbacks. I'm not a well, they had so many of his throwbacks, but I was like, you got to go Hooters. That yeah. was my favorite. That was my yeah. favorite of all of them. So. That's the T-shirt for me, bro. Yeah, 
Well, thankfully, uh, Monica at Hooters, I, I've been campaigning for years on Twitter to like, every time they would post something, I'd post that poster of Alan, like, you know, I'm ready to recreate this, is it. this when you are. And then finally, like, they actually reached out. Do so, they sell the poster? They did. We sold the poster. We sold it as a flag. I've got mm. the poster in my garage. I, got I might have to look there. into that. That's actually. Shirt. So if you go on Hooters Racing Shop, I think okay. they got Okay. It's, it's yeah. Chase Elliott, but like, yeah, you know. I'll we'll wear see. it. Well, I mean, you got, the, you got the Hendrix shirt on. Is that is that Larson there? He's a poser. Yeah. Don't listen to him. He's not even a Larson fan. Look, man, we we. He's a poser. Aside from Mark Martin, it's all Mobile One in this family, man. You can't be wearing that one hey. around me. I just dropped hey, my mic. I, I'm still flashing back to my Shell Pendul Kevin Harvey days. I don't talk. I mean, that's a dope hat. But dude, man, what about a uh, Daytona when? Uh, uh, this is what no. happens after a few beers, and when you're Cole still podcasting. Was running beside uh, Joey, and Cole's car looked like the Mark Martin Army car. Dude, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Man. We had that I had such bad it, flashbacks because still- Cole's like kind of just like mid pack, dude. He's had some stellar forty one schemes, yeah. and even at Richmond, he had a good looking one. But yeah, when he had that one and the twenty two was, dude, yeah, and I always people, people hate on like Joey Logano runs that classic Penske Pennzoil scheme. Yeah. And a lot, like, I have a buddy that's a Logano fan, and it's like, dude, it's the same scheme every week. Or he runs some off schemes, Auto Trader or whatever, and or AAA. And but it's like, dude, one day we're gonna look back at that Pennzoil Pinsky scheme right. and be like, that's a throwback, or that's well, an iconic paint scheme. For it to have lasted as long as it has, I mean, we're in the eleventh yeah. year of that paint scheme. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, Kurt Bush, AJ Allmendinger, like. Yeah. That's an iconic Pennzoil Pinsky scene. I agree. Yeah. Man, I, yeah. I had I had, you know, I love Kevin Harvick, but I had uh I had PTSD flashbacks when that army car was running with where it looked like the army car was yeah. running with the Pennzoil car because man, I was definitely pulling for Mark <laughs> when Kevin won that fight. Oh dude, I remember 07, I was in my dad's living room I, watching with my dad. And I jumped on top of the living room tape, like the kid's coffee table and went running out the front door screaming. During that damn race, I was the exact opposite. I had my face in my hands crying. Dude, crying I was flipping. Out. I went out in the front yard screaming. I was so happy. <laughs> oh, the good old days, the good old days. But man, Harris, dude, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. This is like one of our best podcasts. It was great to have you on. Well, yeah. thank y'all for having yeah. me. And uh, anytime, man. I, I know I I talked a lot. We talked a lot about me. We didn't really. We didn't check. No, forget the topics, dude. This was worth it. It's yeah, okay. this was more fun. Um, yeah. Before we go, I do. We did completely skip over this, and Dakota was going to end the podcast without even mentioning it because he's yeah, terrible at his job. Uh, we are brought to you by, yeah, <laughs> we are brought to you by Yeats. Boy, can't tell. Check out the sunglasses. Uh, you look sick. Ten percent off discount code Chairgating. Yeatsofficial.com. Um, please go buy shit so we can make money because we like to make yeah, money. We're trying we're to also, get more content. <laughs> we're also brought to you by Yeti. No discount code. You just have to use our affiliate link. And then buy like four brand new coolers, so we get paid. <laughs> Go ahead and spend a thousand dollars on coolers, yeah. and we'll get a discount. Yeah, we get money. You don't get anything. We get money. See how good hey, of a sales nice, I am. You get a nice cooler, right? You mean? Well, yeah, you get that. So that's great. Cool. Cold, and you don't have to worry yeah. about it. And every time they use it, they'll think of you guys. However, the shades you can afford. So yeah, get you some eats. The, the eats you definitely can afford it, because if you're watching our podcast, you probably can't afford a Yeti. Because we're all just white trash. But these guys, 
you can afford these guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I specifically pointed out how dope those were at Darlington. Dude, I ain't gonna lie, we were rocking some swag. I didn't. <laughs> Paul Swan. Paul Swan came up to us and like, dude, y'all look fucking sick. Yeah. And, and I was like, like, my dude. And you get a cosign from him, you are swag. That's the out. thing. It's yeah. Swan. Like that dude knows he was, what fucking. I got a picture of him. Actually, I think I just sent it to him yesterday because I finally like got a chance to slow down and send him the picture I took. But I mean, when he's walking through the garage, he's got the you got the hamburger meat hanging out the garden. Oh, he rocks yeah. like sex I appeal. Mean, so he's got his little mohawk going. He's swagged out. Yeah, like I mean, look at this guy. You know, you a million. You, that's what a million bucks looks like. Yeah, if yep. you get a cosign from that, you're doing something. Yeah. Oh yeah, he came up and took a selfie with us. He complimented yeah. the shades. So, yeah. Um, Harris, thanks for coming on, dude. Well, thanks for having me. It's been hey, a pleasure, buddy. y'all. It was great finally catching up, brother. Hope to see Absolutely. you soon. And hey, Dega next year. Pencil that in, bro. Pencil that it's in. It's already. It's in the calendar. I got Get it. the hot passes in the work. We're coming. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I, yeah. I think I can he's like, that. oh, you know what? Never mind. I can't. <laughs> hey, love you, dog. It was great talking. <laughs> great right. talking to y'all. Later. Peace. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.